talk us through those 80 minutes. No, we prepared to win. We knew that we were here to make history. The whole week, that's what we told ourselves. And you know what? I'm so proud of the boys. Absolutely humbled. And the guys came out. They played with enormous testicles. And we absolutely did it. Fantastic effort. I'm such a happy captain. Hello everyone and welcome to the Dropped Kickoff, the show where anything that can go wrong will go wrong. It's uh, great to have you all here for our very first episode of this show. As, uh, as Hugh mentioned over on the Crash Ball, another one of our brand new shows which I highly recommend you go and check out. The Green and Gold Rugby Show is currently taking a bit of a break uh, for the next little while. Um, unfortunately here um, at, on our show we haven't quite got the budget to afford Alan Jones. Uh, classic Hugh, he always does like to splash out a bit, but I am joined tonight for our very first episode by the other half of the Green and Gold Rugby News team, making his first appearance ever on a Green and Gold podcast, Mr. Nick Hartman. How are you, mate? Yep. Hi, I'm good. Yes, this is me. This is the prodigal son. (laughs) And so we've got this podcast because, I mean, frankly, Nick, I mean, frankly, uh, Hugh... Hugh, Matt, and Reg—they're—they're they're too good for green and gold. Yeah, it's the truth. Yeah. That's the yeah. absolute truth. You know, it's—it goes to show. Like Hugh's chatting with Alan Jones, has him on his podcast. He's quite yeah, clear. Yeah. You know, he always—he was always one to splash out. Of he's it. taken all the budget, hasn't he? He's taken all the budget. I mean, he's he, taken he takes all the budget. He takes the yacht every weekend. He takes the—you yeah. know—like he takes all the money. Like you know, you can't win. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're—we're we're doing this on the old can and string. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, so all of you are asking, what exactly is the Drop Kickoff? It's a, a chat show where we basically bust out for special occasions. So it's going to be, you know, an occasional podcast where, you know, ahead of any big events or big stories, we uh, we have a chat to people from all around Aussie rugby. Um, so you know, Nick and I come out from our usual den at the Wallara Hotel where we hang out with our other friend Nick, Mr. Phipps. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, we basically chat to all people. We talk rugby, we argue rugby, and we speak to those in the know. And um, this week, um, we have a pretty special podcast to uh, to open out our first episode of the season, being the return of the Western Force to the fray, mm. Force 2.0. Yes, indeed. Yeah, and uh, while we're here, hi to Jody Hodgson if you're listening. Um... <laughs> Big fan of the Facebook comment section, so just saying hey. And we do see you. Um, just if you want to come on the pod, sure, give us a buzz. Always, mate, always about the buzz. Supporting, yeah. supporting the team. On all honesty, supporting yeah. the team. Oh, she's she's part of a very very vocal group of, of Western Force fans. You know, Tw- they've they're gonna they're gonna have free to wear. As while we were recording while we were recording this tonight, we found out West the uh, game will be on Channel Seven on free to wear television. Uh, the first one tomorrow against the Fiji Warriors. And on top of that, 20,000 people sold out at NIB. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. So which, is, uh, which is a huge feat. So uh, time, the force are well and truly back. So uh, for this very, sp- very special first episode of the Dropped Kickoff, we had the chance to sit down and chat to the force scrum half, Mr. Ryan Lawrence, who will be playing in the match tomorrow, um, about... The resurgence of the force and the, the exciting thing that is World Series Rugby. So joining us for our, as our first ever guest on the drop kickoff is Western Force scrum half, Mr. Ryan Lowndes. Ryan, great to have you on the show, mate. Awesome. Thanks for having me. 
Yeah, it's, thanks. We're so glad you could join us tonight. So we're for for all of uh, listeners, we're recording this on Thursday night. Um, so obviously, twenty four hours before the before the first sh- game. Ryan, what's the vibe currently like in in WA? Like, what's the vibe? Like, have you seen it before? Like before the match, the first match against Fiji. What's the vibe like ahead of the first game? Um, you know, everybody is just so so excited. Um, I think everybody's. Um, you know, starving to see a bit of rugby on WA. Um, we just obviously got confirmation as well that the first game is sold out, which is awesome. I'm currently at my, my local club, Cottesloe, and all the kids running around you are just so excited, all wearing their, their Western Force jumpers and are all keen to, to come to the game tomorrow night. So, yeah, just, everybody's just, just so excited and, you know, they, they can't wait for the game tomorrow. Hey, yeah, how are you? It's, uh, it's oh, the other Nick here. Um it's been almost. It's been ages since the the, the first uh, announcement. Since uh, you know the the horrible announcement from AIU. Um, but tomorrow, yeah, like you said, it's sold out. It's mental. And I think actually, if you have twenty thousand people rock up, that would be the biggest rugby attendance this year. Um, so, what what sort of message do you think that's going to send to the AIU? Um, I think it, the message it sends sends to them is just you know that. Rugby belongs here in WA, and that you know we've got we've got so many young kids striving to become um, professional rugby players. You know they've got something to to play the game for again now. You know like where a few months ago, you know the kids were apparently down. There was a kid saying, you know, why should they play rugby now? You know like obviously a lot of kids do it for fun, but ultimately every kid wants to to to, to play for Australia or for the Western Force. You know. Um, so uh, it's, it's obviously it was a pretty pretty, pretty um, tough uh, few months, but you know everybody's on track again now, and we're just looking forward into the future now. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's great to see um, the fact that there's so much uh, renewed hope that is coming out of the West with this whole series, with World Series Rugby. Um, kind of for you. I mean, you grew up in South Africa originally, but you know you started doing yeah. professional rugby here in Perth. Um, for you personally, because, I mean, you mentioned a lot of the kids are really, you know, they're, they're wearing the, the Force jersey again, they're playing, you know, they're really keen to see the Force come out. How important is the Force for you um, as a player? Um, it's, it's very important, you know. Like, um, when I moved over here, um, when was it? I think it was 2012. I came over straight into the, you know, the Western Force Academy, so... You know, there was a, a pathway for me to come through, um, and you know, I got my first shot at, uh, at, at a professional um, at a professional uh, gig or you know contract through the Western Force. Um, so uh, it's very important, you know, for players coming from all over. We've got um, we've got people. We've got in our squad. We've got guys from obviously New Zealand. We've got uh, uh, Englishmen there as well just from all over, you know, and a lot of them, you know, come over here. It's, it's, uh, WA is obviously very isolated, as everyone knows, but, you know, they come over here to, to make a laugh for themselves and, you know, to hopefully get a shot at, you know, playing some high-level rugby, um, which is great. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I think, like, and that's kind of one of the great things about WA, though. Like, in, even though it is so isolated, the fact that you have... Uh, you know, you have so many people from South Africa, so many people from, you know, from from Europe, so many people from New Zealand. Often it is, you know, this like sport is such a is such an important part of that landscape and of that environment. So I think, you know, the, the fact that the force have always been a very kind of diverse group of players 
is um, you know really is indicative of, of Perth as well. Would you say would you say that be true? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, you know, you, you look, you go through our squad, um, not just this year, but uh, any other year. You know, there's always been a diverse diversity going on now, which is awesome. And you know, everybody just at the end of the day buys in for the for the same common goal. You know, is just to to do well and to just play for each other. Um, so, uh, Nick, just before you said, um, so you you had the uh, the Western Force Academy. Um, if the Western Force Academy wasn't there, what do you think your rugby career would have been like? If you know, you would have one at all? Yeah, I think um, for me, moving over, um, I, obviously I knew at that time there was one, and I got in contact with the, the coach and stuff. But if there wasn't one, you know, if I did move over, I probably just would have played club footy, and then you know, hopefully somebody would have seen me somewhere. But I probably wouldn't have. You know, I probably wouldn't have been where I am now if it weren't for the Western Force. So, you know, I'm I'm very grateful and, um, you know, very grateful that the Western Force um, gave me the opportunity as well. Oh, yeah, right. So, great. So that that's like, so you've come for the rugby, uh, the Western Force Academy and <laughs> unfortunately what happened to the Force last year, but you're still around. Um, is that, do you think because, like, you haven't gone overseas? Like, for instance, um, uh, Tatafi Bod now has gone overseas, and he, I don't know if you saw it, he had an article saying they, that cut the Western Force, as far as I'm concerned, they were just going, you know, we don't really yeah. care. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to do one too. Uh, why did you stay? Like, why have you stayed with the Force? Um, at the time when um, when all this happened, uh, I got injured last year. I did my, my ACL and my, my right knee. So I was pretty much on the rehab side of things. And obviously when the force got cut, I was looking around. Um, but it was pretty tough getting a gig straight away. Uh, I got quite a few um, short-term deals that, that came along. But I was still currently contracted with the ARU for two years. So I had a two-year mm-hmm. contract. But I didn't. I pretty much didn't have a team, you know. So they couldn't allocate me to a team at the time. And obviously, when I was looking around, there were short-term deals coming up. But obviously, coming back from a knee injury, and you know, and I wasn't quite 100% ready. I was only 100% ready in at by the end of Jan, um, you know. So I, getting a short-term gig was just wasn't uh, the right pick for me. So. When I did hear that the Western Force was back, it obviously you know it was just it was just a, a no-brainer for me to 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 stay here and um, yeah to 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 stay and further my rugby here. Oh, okay. So so really, it was it only reinforced your uh, will to stay and your resolve to stick with the force. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, like I'm, um, uh, you know, I was I was. Doing my rehab over here, um, through, through um, all the physios over here that were still hanging around, you know, they, they they weren't contracted anymore. The force were gone, and I was doing my rehab here, and um, obviously I was just on the outskirts just waiting, and, uh, you know, came by, and the force, uh, uh, when Hodja gave me the call and said, you know, the, um, there, there will be a force again this year, uh, I was very keen to, to, to stay. So, yeah, to just coming through this, you know, I've been here for a while now, and I did get my first opportunity here, so, you know, like you said, that's definitely um, um, made the decision easier for me to, to just stay here. Oh, great. So, Hojo gave you the call. Is he the um, is he the manager now? Uh, uh, no, Hojo is the director of rugby. 
Um, right. So, yeah, you, know, you gave my, my agent the call pretty much, and then um, my, my agent gave me the call. But, so, he's director of rugby at the force now. So, yeah, he, he, he makes all the calls, which is good to have a player in his position. <laughs> so, he's always done the same job he was doing last year as captain and spokesperson. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, kind of talking about going back to the whole um, the like kind of, like talking about how the force were cut and because the impact obviously was was the impact on players was quite substantial. But what I what was really amazing to see was particularly the how people reacted at the time. Um, that you know it wasn't so many people in WA came out in support of the game and it wasn't just anger. People were showing their support. You know they you know people came to the NRC matches and people came to the Super W matches earlier this year and also you have all the support off the field would you say that that you know even though it was awful that the force got cut that seeing all this groundswell in support and support for this club that that the actual effects that it had on uh on WA rugby showed that it's the game is stronger than we thought it was yeah I think so I think um um in the past, you know, the force haven't been doing too well, you know. Um, you know, if you look at the logs in the past, you know, they haven't been doing too well. But, you know, yet you still, every game, there were still those diehard fans that will come and watch. Um, and, you know, we still have the the, uh, the same amount of a crowd, yeah, that, you know, say the, tar- the Waratahs or the Rebels would get, you know, even though we weren't sitting as high as them on the table. So, I think, um, yeah, this, this, this whole... Um, um, this whole thing that happened when we got cut just, you know, just showed the true support that there is in WA from from a grassroots level coming up as well. Um, I mean, all the players over here uh, that come over, like foreigners, get a forced family um, that look after them. They they go there once a week. They have a, you know, a feed with them, have a chat, and they, they look after them in a way. Um, I don't know if you get that in other states and stuff, but I just, you know, for me, just the, 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 the love that people have for rugby is more... Um, is stronger than most people think over the eastern states. So, um, yeah, I just I, it was just good to see that you know after all this that the the, the crowd's going to turn up again and you know selling our tickets, which is awesome. Mm. Like absolutely, I think I reckon that last year a lot of the force fans and the actual force support for their teams in what was a pretty tough year for Aussie rugby all around. They were a really, I thought they were a yeah. shiny example. So I definitely agree with you about how the teams them like how fans themselves were really supportive of their club and I think that kind of leads us really well into into what's happening this year the force are back they've got a brand new team it's uh and they have a whole new competition the world world series rugby um so this is a and and it's really interesting it's a really interesting thing that this this world series rugby and it's really exciting um you know to to see this this whole series of matches that the force have put together leading into the NRC um, you, obviously, there's the the law changes which have come through on that came through on Tuesday, like the like the power try and the mm. one minute scrum times. Um, for you personally, what what do you think World Series rugby? Um, what do you think World Series rugby can offer that you know is different from the you know from the week in week out of Super Rugby and currently all else that you know what that is currently on offer in the Australian rugby landscape. I just think it um, allows for me uh, for, for a more free-flowing game. Um, you know, like, you'll, you'll see more quick taps. It's going to be very similar to, to NRC in a way that, 
you know, it, it will be, there'll be a lot of structure, but you know, there'll be a lot of throwing the ball around offloads. Um, there'll be quick plays, you know, you'll get the nines um, tapping, tapping and going more, you know, you won't see them just kicking for touch line out the whole time. Obviously with the one minute scrum rule, it's just going to speed things up, you know, and it's just going to make for more, uh, more, more exciting brand of rugby. Um, so yeah, I think that at the end of the day, yeah, it's just going to, it's just going to bring a more exciting um, brand uh, or more excitement to the fans as well watching. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, the, the fans come there, and even when you when you watch the game on TV, you know, you want it the, the faster it is, the, the more enjoyable it is to watch. Um, so it's, it's going to be like in a way probably similar to sevens. It's going to be very exciting. The atmosphere is going to be similar to sevens, but you know, obviously with the structure of fifteen man rugby. <laughs> so, um, so uh, before you, you mentioned the tapping, um, there's several new uh, rule introductions of new rules in, in this uh, the World Series Rugby. Personally, as a scrum half, what rule uh, are you most looking forward to? Like, what new rule variation, personally, like, would help with your game? Um, I was going to say just just the one-minute scrum rule because standing there for more than one minute gets frustrating at times. But, no, it's probably just the, the, the um, quick tap, you know, the, the quick tap rule um, or, you know, that that we're looking to play to play faster rugby. So it's not a rule, but obviously we're looking to play running the ball around. So for me, I think that's going to that'll suit a lot of, uh, it'll suit me as a nine, um, you know, just to try and look for those uh, quick taps and then just looking for a bit of space, which is cool. So, um, yeah, I, I quite personally think that'll, that'll um, suit my, my style of play. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Like, I think it's, and, you know, there's a real interest these days on, on the faster game, on playing faster. And it's interesting that you mentioned the, um, the, like, that the style of rugby that the force are going to play will be quite similar to the style that we see in the NRC. So, you know, very high scoring games, very fast, um, styles of rugby, and, but also, but also at the same time built around set piece. Do you think that a lot of the, of the rule changes here might be seen as like, an example of how rugby could be played in the future. Like that this, that world series rugby could be like the Petri dish to test future rules to make the game more exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think so. I think, um, you know, NLC has been, has been a success. You know, we're seeing, I mean, it's high scoring games and everything, but it's at the end of the day, there's just tries being scored. Um, it's, it's, it's just more enjoyable to watch. I think, um, you know, this is obviously the, the first time it's going to be played this way. So I think, you know, this will, this next six games or the next few games that come up will be um, a big test for it to see how it, how it goes. And, you know, hopefully hopefully everything, um, hopefully, you know, all the, the rules that, that have been put in place will, will be um, used to, to your advantages out there. So yeah, I think I think in the future, hopefully down the line, you know, it will it will um, eventually switch to all rugby being that way. Maybe. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I I could agree with that because I mean, watching the NRC is really the style of rugby that in the NRC really is entertaining to watch. So I think that rugby, you know, it is a case of that it will be heading down that way. So a lot, kind of actually talking about about the force about the force and their and the kind of resurgence in general. To see that, to see that the you know so many teams, it's 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 a really incredible thing to see that a team respond to being cut from a competition with we're going to start our own competition, um, and I think you know it's and it's really I think is a testament to the actual 
to the community in WA. So, you know, off the back of the team itself being, you know, up front and out there, the community support, but also um, from from Twiggy Forrest um, and the amount of effort that he's There's a giant in. twig in the room. Yeah, he's like... And like it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's absolutely fantastic, though, to see that. So kind of a lot of people in... Um, I mean, you. I mean, you are kind of much more familiar with the with the force environment than we are. Um, and most people here in in New South Wales only really saw him in that final game at the end of the of the for, that amazing last game at the end of uh, the Forces season last year, where you beat the Tars. Um, was it always a case that that was he always there over the Forces season, or was it that he came on board like over the course of that season as the as kind of the whole debacle around the treatment of the Force by the AU was going on? Uh, no, Twiggy's he's always been a been a, a force fan. Um, his son plays rugby at um, Hale at Hale, which is uh, one of the the rugby schools, top rugby schools in Perth. Um, so he's always had the the love for rugby as well. But I think just obviously as everything started unfolding, um, you know, I think he, he he probably as he's been saying, you know, he saw a bit of injustice, injustice, and you know that he he wanted to set that straight, you know, which was which was obviously good for for. For the for WA and for rugby in WA as well, but yeah, he's um he's he's like I said, his son plays rugby uh, and he's pretty much been involved with with rugby um, uh, prior to all this happening. So it was good that he obviously stepped in um, in the end and you know stepped the force. So he's also a good father as well as being a very good businessman. If his son's playing rugby, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so with World Series Rugby, you're, so you're playing the Fiji Warriors, which is their B team, yeah. I believe, tomorrow? Uh, 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 yeah, I think, I think it's a B. I'm not too sure, to, to, to be quite honest. I think there was a bit of a mix of um, you know, the Fijians and then the Druas uh, as well. So mm. with the few of the players you saw in the, in the NRC. And then, yeah, so I'm not too sure what, um, what um, lineup and stuff they have there. But, yeah. Oh, okay. Right, right. That <laughs> that makes it a bit clearer. So you're playing them, um, Tonga, the Brumbies, Rebels, Crusaders, uh, Samoa, Hong Kong, and a yet-to-be-announced Japanese team. Who are you yeah. uh, most looking forward to playing? Um, why is it the Rebels? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I wasn't going to say that. I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> no, no, it will, obviously it'll be good to you know if we, when we play the Rebels, um, it will be good to play against them. But for me personally, I think you know the Crusaders because I mean they, it's one of the most successful Super Rugby clubs in history. Mm. So for me, it would, it would that's one of the games I'm looking forward to most to play um, with the the Crusaders. Um, yeah, so hopefully um, you know by then we've we've got all our game plan sorted and we can you know go out there and put a good show on for the for the Force fans. So, do you know if so? I the Brumbies and Rebels Crusaders. I assume this is during the June series. We actually, Igni actually haven't done our research on this, but uh, I assume that's during the June Test series. So they, but will the Rebels be bringing out the full, you know, complement? You know, Dave, um, Michael Ruru, or Adam Coleman. Well, maybe he's playing for the Wallabies, but you know, the full squad. You think? Mm, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think they've they probably would send over quite a quite a strong side, but I think they'll probably look at you know um, 
getting in some of the younger players as well that probably didn't get that many games. I'd, I'd probably think they'd do that, but um, yeah, whatever um, whatever they send out, you know, will just be a good day to you know play a bit of rugby and just enjoy ourselves. Mm. Mm, absolutely, and I think it's it's the the fact that you're playing this these series of games as well, leading into the NRC too. Um, I think will also be great. Kind of looking on that because I mean, in ter- in, and in terms of NRC history as well, the um, you know Perth Spirit they won it back in, they won it the year before last. Um, also, you guys finished yep. off the season with the Horn Little Shield. Um, so, are you guys looking forward as well to like uh, transitioning into the NRC and playing against directly against um, Aussie opposition later this year? Um, are you looking forward to using this as well as a great opportunity to kind of uh, reiterate that uh, uh, reiterate the strength of WA rugby? Yeah, yeah, I think um, all the players will be looking forward to that. You know, like I said, the NRC and you as said is just an exciting brand of rugby as well. Um, I think all the boys would be, would be uh, can't wait to actually get out and play some NLC as well and play against some Aussie opposition, and um, you know to try and you know get back the the NLC um, trophy that we got in when was it 2016? yeah 2016. Yeah. So um, yeah, I mean uh, last season um, we looked the goods, but you know it just fell off towards the end there. But um, yeah, so I think um, yeah all the boys are very excited to to. You know, play this World Series and then um, transition that into the NRC. And, you know, hopefully we will be ready in a way because we've been playing, you know, um, similar rugby the whole season, which would be cool, which would be good for us, hopefully. Mm, absolutely. Like, I think, it, I reckon, you know, the, the fact that you have such a great series of games that you put together leading, also leading into the NRC, I think will do, will be, mm. will be absolutely mm. fantastic to watch. And, you know, the chance to win back, we affectionately call the NRC trophy the toast rack. So I think the chance to win back the toast oh, rack yeah. um, will, would also be really great. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Kind yeah, of it does ask... look like a toast rack. Yeah. <laughs> 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 kind of ask as like a, a, like a last question, which is kind of a bit of a, a difficult one because you know obviously with with you know the force being removed from super rugby in the past you know a lot of people are still quite um upset about that even in spite you know of the fact that the force have you know really showed resilience and have created this amazing series you know if it was the case for example just to, to throw up a hypothetical later down the line that the force you know that super rugby goes down the toilet and they, there's a new competition that starts and the force were invited back what would you think would happen in your own opinion? If, so if if the if Super Rugby was were to get cut and then other teams join in on the the, the new the IPRC or if the force join back in the Super Rugby, is that what you're asking? Well, like it could work either way. So teams could join in on the IPRC or force going back. It's like because because a lot of people are talking about the future of. Super rug of of Super Rugby, but at the same time, yeah. you know, but see, kind of seeing the, all this building around with the for, with the force comp, with the competition with the IPRC and the force, what do you think would happen if it was if that was the case? Well, I just think um, you know if that were to happen, um, you know, no one knows when that would be or, or if that would ever happen. But um, you know, I just think um, at the end of the day, rugby will always be there. Um, 
um, at the end of the day, um, it, rugby will always be there, you know. So whether it's back into Super Rugby or other teams joining the RPRC, you know, maybe they'll eventually um, it'll start adapting, you know, the the more NRC or World Series type um, rules and everything, just to make it more entertaining for mm. everyone watching. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think so as well. I think as, at the end of the day, what we all what we all love doing is playing the game and. You know, it doesn't matter what, what competition it should be, as long as rugby is being played and, you know, and people can, yeah. can watch it and enjoy it, I think that's really what matters. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's exactly it. I mean, um, no matter, it doesn't matter what competition or whatever, you know, like just, just as long as, you know, like you said, just playing rugby and enjoying it and, you know, seeing um, uh, happy faces around the crowd and seeing young kids back, training at your local club and enjoying it is, you know, that's why, why we play the game. Mm, absolutely. Um, thank you so much for coming um, for coming on the Dropped Kickoff, mate. Um, and we look forward to... Thanks match for having team. me. Um, yeah, it's, it was absolutely great having you. Um, we really look forward to the, uh, to the upcoming ma- to the match tomorrow night against Fiji. I reckon it's going to be an absolute cracker. Also see 20,000 fill out mm. NIB Stadium. I reckon it's going to be... A beautiful sight to see, and I personally can't wait for it. And I wish you guys all the very best of luck for the entire um, series of World Series Rugby. Awesome! Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Awesome! No, all the best. All the best, Ryan. Thank you very much. Cheers, mate. Thank you. All right. So that was us having a chat to Ryan Lawrence from the from the Western Force ahead of their first game of World Series Rugby tomorrow night for us. Uh, if you're what if you're listening to this, probably will be tonight against the Fiji Warriors. It looks like a cracking game. Going to be live on Channel 7. And uh, 20,000 people set to be there. A sellout. Um, couldn't signal a better return to rugby for the force than that. Uh, uh, live live on 7, mate, mate. Sorry, NWA. live on 7, mate. Sorry, NWA. Yep, live Sports. on 7, mate, in WA. Nationwide, yeah. Ah, okay. Live on 7, mate, in WA. So it's delayed mm-hmm. for, for us in Sydney. Yeah. Ah, bugger. And Queensland, and Queensland. Ah, uh, fair enough. I'm not so sure about Melbourne. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, so that wraps us up for our very first episode of The Dropped Kickoff. Hope you enjoyed it, and uh, hopefully we'll see a couple more of these episodes come around in the next few weeks. Uh, Nick, you got anything else you want to add? Nah. Nah, didn't think so. All good. All right, guys, um, thank you so much for your time. I hope you enjoyed it, um, and uh, we'll catch you the next time round. What did go wrong? I have to look, look and think about it. Think about it deeply, very deeply. Did it hinge in the end on a bit of genius from Shirley Bombo? Bit of genius, bit of magic. Shirley Bombo, very interesting, very good. Yeah, very good. Three cheers for Shirley Bombo. Very good, very good. <laughs>